0: Hello and welcome to the E equals MC squared of running I'm Maggie Cooper and this podcast is about running and a little bit of science but today I want to focus on the coach athlete relationship now this relationship between an athlete and a coach is really really important I mean it's a very very strong relationship and it has the danger to become an abusive relationship We've already seen, um, I think in athletics, in uh, swimming in gymnastics, how um, some coaches have um, abused their athletes, whether that's um, is a one-to-one level or as a, as a group. And I think that uh, as women, we're particularly vulnerable to um, this abuse. Uh, I suspect it probably does happen to an extent with um, male athletes too, but um, I think women, um, female athletes have, um, are in a very vulnerable position. Now um kind of uh came out off the back of uh, two two articles that I read. One was regarding Laura Muir and Jemmy Ricky, Jemmy Ricky rather, who um are British athletes um very very talented British athletes who have been coached by um Andy Young for for some time. Now they uh recently split from um from Andy Young. Uh they came back early from a training camp in South Africa. He says, um, there was no bust up. I think you'll find the girls were worried about my health. If you spoke to them, I um, felt uh, that I wasn't looking after myself properly, maybe thought the pressure was getting to me. But um, I guess we'll never really know what the the real cause of the, that that breakup of that relationship was but clearly it's a relationship that's you know has um had a lot of tr- trust invested in it and um and the, they've had a lot of success as um as a group um but now that's that's broken up um and i, and I was thinking about you know um even for my for my own um, experience as a you young athlete, I actually had um, a coach um, who was it was fa- fantastic. I can't say anything bad about him. I don't want to say anything bad about him because he was he was so he was so amazing, um, but. I could see how you know we had a um, very very close relationship I would train um Tuesday uh, Thursday and Sunday um with him um it was very much a one to one or one to two or you know some, some you know sometimes there were there were group, we had group, bigger groups um but um, his his attention was very much focused on me um, because I was you know, probably the best athlete in in the group, and you know we were working together to try and um, get g- good results. So uh, I was thinking, you know, that relationship was um, yeah, it was very very close, um, and. Uh, if I guess if he had been uh younger or if i had, or he or if he had you know even sought to abuse that position, then it would have been very easy for him to to do so because you know i i was i relied on him and I trusted him for his advice and his help and and actually just um being there for me so I can see how um, the, that the, those relationships um, can are, are exceedingly important, and I think that we have to be quite careful as athletes and as coaches uh, about that relationship we have with with our. Um, uh, no, those those who are in our care or or ourselves, um, you know, look at, looking up. Uh, you know, the coach is you know shouldn't be um, revered in a, a way that's not um, suitable. You know that that they are giving advice. They are um, you know they are you are putting your sort of hands in, into that you know, your life into their hands rather um, to some extent. But uh, it it can't it can't be a relationship where either there's there's too much, too much trust. I think it's, very, it's a very, very difficult balance. And I think as coaches, we have to make sure that we never are uh, in a position, no, don't put ourselves in a position that we can abuse that trust that we have, uh, that athletes have in us. I quite like the model that we have in our own club in that we have a couple of coaches who are like in charge and can set the sessions. And then the assistant coaches then, um, basically have, have a group and they uh, coach that, that smaller group, but the group may be not always the same. You know, I I don't always train the same um, little group of runners. You know, I had about 10 in my group this last week. Um, you know, some of them I've, um, you know, helped before other, other ones, are, um, I've never, never run with me before. Um, And each week, it may be a a different group. Uh, And I think that that's quite healthy. Um, And also, I quite like it because, for example, I might spot something that another coach doesn't spot, another coach will spot something that I don't, um, that I uh, have missed, or the way that I may interact with an athlete may be, um, you know, beneficial for one athlete, but another athlete, it doesn't it doesn't suit, you know. Some athletes need to be encouraged, and some athletes need to be uh, a little bit of a kick up the backside to get them, get them moving. So it, you know, um, kind of re- rotating around different, um, assi- you know, of the assistant coaches or the main coaches is kind of helpful because it um, it means that you you get that variety and you don't get that kind of sole trust in in kind of one person. But um, I think at that higher level, that's probably not um, a a model that that can work. You know, you have got a situation where you've really got one coach who's very much dedicated. You know, they're probably doing that as their as their main job, not just doing it for an evening after they finish work. So you get that situation where you have that very, very close working relationship and um, it, it, it. puts a lot of um, kind of power in the hands of the coach, which could easily be abused. And unfortunately in some cases is. So the other story that I uh, came okay, I don't have know anything about the Dora Muir, Gemma Riki story. I hope there's n- there was nothing like that going on. Maybe there was just some disagreement. Like he said, maybe it was just that they were worried about him and felt that they needed to um, separate from him for, for his own good. But um, a much more worrying story um, has come, come out of Kenya. Now, I think probably um, the relationships in, in Kenya are um, a little bit different. I think there's a little bit of a more of a male dominated society, so I think that it makes um, women in that uh, country even more vulnerable um, to uh, some level of abuse than um, than we would likely have here. But the story came from the New Yorker, and it was um, written by. Uh Alexis Okio <laughs> No it's, I'm really bad with names A O K E O W O however you pronounce that. Anyway, um and it was from earlier just earlier um this this month but a couple of um days ago. It was called a uh, Why Were Two Female Running Champions Killed in Kenya? And uh, this is such a sad story and I hadn't heard it. I, I had heard of the death of um, Sammy Wanjuri back in uh, 2011. I don't know if you remember, he was the 2008 Olympic Games marathon um, winner, gold medalist. And um, he uh, died at the age of 24. It seemed to be some sort of domestic um, um, dispute, um, wife, girlfriend, falling off balcony, don't know exactly what happened, but there was definitely something, um, there, uh, sort of, um, romantic, um, uh, and jealousy and love and hate and all this type of, um, it's kind of, it was just, it was, it was extremely sad because he was not, not, not just from a sort of his personal point of view, but because he was such a talented athlete, it was so sad to see his life, um, ended so early. But, um, the cases that, are, that that were highlighted in this um, article were these, Both these people were murdered in Iten. Now, if you know anything about I-10 and you know anything about Kenyan running, I-10 is like the home of Kenyan running. You know, if if you're going to go to Kenya to uh, do some training as a as a westerner, Iten is the place you go. It's like the home of running, and um, some amazing you know um, athletes have come out of uh, of Iten but uh what isn't so clear is obviously that there is some there are some issues there in terms of um uh the the relationships between um Particularly the male coaches or or um, you know, um, or hu- even husbands or boyfriends and um, athletes and part of it uh, revolves around the fact that um, you know these athletes who, who are very successful they get paid a lot of money and so they are you know if you can marry or you know, if you know a romantic liaison with um, a very good female athlete then you know you you've got money um, so money uh, love jealousy it's not. A great mixture and added to that I think that uh, you say the Kenyan society is a little bit more male dominated but also it, it's kind of more accepted that people will have extramarital affairs um th- things like that uh, go on I, I mean I don't really know what it's like I, I know I know from when I went to Uganda that I was quite surprised by the fact that um the person that i was um you know with when i was out out there you know some uh, african girl she was like she said she was one of five children and each had different fathers now i'm saying not saying that doesn't happen here in in, in england it it does but she basically was hinting the fact that that was kind of like normal <laughs> it was not an unusual thing um yeah, i was just a bit surprised anyway but Anyway, th- let's go back to these. Let's go back to these stories of these two. Um, these very sad stories of these two athletes. So one athlete is called um, Agnes Tirop and um, she was the two times bronze. Medalist at the World um, Championships uh, over ten thousand meters, so like really high quality athlete. Um, she had been uh, um, running since she was very young. She's one of a uh, no, number of children. I think maybe eight children or something in her family. Um, even as a school schoolgirl, she was um, earning money, earning enough money to fund um, school fees for her uh, um, siblings, and. Uh, at the age of fifteen, she met um, this guy um, Ibrahim uh, Rotich, who was um, said he would be her manager and a coach. Although he didn't seem to have a lot of experience, the family were a bit worried about that. Um, she was, you know, she she was keen. He was, he's, he's charming, big whatever well, strong whatever so she um she went off and um he became her manager and really then started taking over her coaching uh, as well and he persuaded her to to quit secondary school and um her family weren't happy about that but she ended up um you know uh being with him and she was very uh successful as you can see from uh, the fact that she um you know Got our bronze medals, world championships. Um, she was earning money. She was you know the the thing is the money is is like it's, it's different than here. You know if you earn ten thousand pounds here, that's that's great. I mean that's that's a lot of money. Um, but it's but the, uh, but yeah, I mean you know say it's maybe um you know ha- uh, half a year's salary or a quarter or a third of a year salary or something like that it depends. You know what your normal salary is, but over there. It's much, much more than that. And so, um, you know, if you uh, win a major marathon, you could, um, you know, buy property, um, you know, buy land. You know, it's, 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 it becomes really massive. And so that puts another dimension on that athlete-coach relationship, which we just don't have here. Um, I mean, you, it's really difficult to survive as an athlete here. You have to be really, really good to make enough money to um, make a living as an athlete in in Britain but in um in Kenya if you're that good you um you know you're set up for for life and if for example in in this case um she got pregnant um well your earnings are going aren't they your mu- the mu- your income streams is, is suddenly gone um so she got pregnant and she was happy about that and then later it appears that uh, she was forced to have an abortion by by him and it seems that she was really quite unhappy in the relationship. She wanted to get out of the relationship, but um, she she was not able to, or certainly not able to, uh, in time because um, she apparently um, was murdered by him. Um, and it's just that's just incredibly sad. The the athletes and I 10 set up um, like a, a WhatsApp group, which is between them called Agnes as uh, Angels and um you know, try and support one another because it's not it obviously was not just this one athlete who is um having this type of trouble but many of the female athletes um really being um abused by uh either their um the 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 partners or the or boyfriends or or even coaches often the boyfriend or the 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 or the that the the husband is is the coach and so um, they they set up this organization to try and support um, one another but um, almost a year to the day um, today um, another athlete Damaris Mutua was um, found uh, strangled Uh, and it appears again that it's it was due to uh jealousy he, uh the the boyfriend thought she was having um uh, an affair with some, somebody else um but um in fact this, this in this case the 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 man who is thought to have committed this uh, murder is an Ethiopian um called Eskinder uh, Foley or Koki Foley um uh, he's an Ethiopian and he was um yeah, he, yeah he, he's he's no, he's I don't think he's been caught, um, but he, um, you know, he's an athlete himself, and it looks like that. And it's another case where um, he he is concerned. Um, yeah, whether it's about whether it was about money, or whether it it's just about jealousy or whatever. But it's it's a very very sad um, story. Mm-hmm. She actually com- competed for Bahrain, but she's a Kenyan Kenyan athlete. So I just thought, you no, know, we think think it may be bad. Um, here with um, relationships and um, coaches and athletes, but you know that just puts it in another dimension. But that doesn't mean to say that you can't end up in a situation, even in the UK or in um, Western society, where you have this um, this situation where you have it then almost like too much trust in the in the coach. So uh, yeah, I just want—I just thought I wanted to bring you those stories. I'll put a link to the article. It's a really quite interesting article. Um, it's a very sad article from the New Yorker um, about this um, the, these these two um, Kenyan athletes. But um, you know, I I think we we kind of have a an idea about Aitan of being um, like um, almost like a runner's paradise, but underneath there's it's it's never quite so so simple so straightforward and we should um, really um appreciate the the situation that we have and the the coaches that we have um and the trust that we have betw- between uh, one another and we must be work hard to maintain that trust and that good relationship with our athletes and uh, and the athletes with the, with their coaches um and be very mindful of the f- of the the trust that people put in us um and and work to always towards their they're good and never um towards um uh, well what might benefit us so yeah so it's a bit of a sad story um but yeah i thought it was interesting to uh, to bring to you anyway thank you for listening and hopefully um you'll join me again next week bye for now